0: What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ray Talks Live. It's been a minute since I made a podcast episode, and I want to thank you guys for my loyal listeners. I know it's been a minute, but I want to thank you for your patience. primary reason why it's taking me a little long to sort of come back with another podcast episode is because, as you know, as an educator, and if you identify yourself as an educator or a teacher, You know that testing season, whether it's in the fall or in the spring, is one of the most trying times that you can have as a teacher. So I'm going to go through what has been going on in my school for the last few weeks, where we all of a sudden have done these retakes with our standardized tests that kids need to pass for graduation. Now, just on a side note, the week before, my governor, Ron DeSantis, decided to get rid of Our standardized testing called FSA Florida Standards Assessment, which really for the last 15, 20 years has just been terrible. It's been something that has been a headache for a lot of students, a headache for a lot of parents, and it has also caused nightmares in terms of having students been able to graduate because if they can't pass these standardized tests, it prevents them from getting their high school diplomas. So I applaud him in a sense of finally moving away from that and actually letting, coming up with at least a better idea of trying to understand, do the kids have enough competency or just the knowledge and the content to actually go out there and be a productive citizen? Because I've always been of the belief FSA has no bearing on who you are as a person because when you go out for an interview or apply for a job, no one's not going to ask you, hey, was your fsa math scores or what was your fsa writing scores you know or what was your fsa reading scores i mean don't get me wrong having an understanding of reading writing and math is important but when you have teachers that unfortunately have to do nothing but teach the test or teach the test questions for students to pass it's ridiculous you know these kids unfortunately know we have sent many students out there in the last couple of years that are ill-prepared for the world. All that they know is just how to take a test, and that's it. And it's sad, especially even on the high school level where I teach, because a lot of these kids in those four years, mostly three years, they lose at least two electives because usually they're taken up by the intensive reading or an intensive math class that takes away from their opportunity to Take an elective or go into a magnet program or go into some kind of high academic course that would help benefit them later on in life. And I'm glad to see that this test is finally being removed, it's finally going away, and it's just all for the good. Now, the one thing I will say is that it has benefited many of these testing companies, and I'm going to call out one of them, Pearson, because they are. it was a cash cow for them. You know, they came up with these different ideas to say, hey, no, 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 don't worry about stopping school for six weeks prior to the test. You know, why don't we do this for the whole year? And then that's how you get teachers, some teachers that are stuck just teaching the test and they can't really teach their curriculum because, guess what, the test is so evolving and it's so critical because it's based on your performance for the year. It's based on how well your students do. It's just a joke, but I'm glad to see that that's finally going to go away after this 2021-2022 school year. Now back to the life of being a teacher during testing season. It's I frown upon the testing season because one, it disrupts the entire school schedule for the day, where sometimes you get stuck in these three four hour testing blocks, or holding students, or you have your own classes sometimes, or Worst case scenario, you know, you're testing kids, and I'll talk about that in a second. But then you have it where I know at my school, you know, you only get your other classes for the day, maybe for 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, maybe an hour. And then if you have classes after the testing block, guess what? The Kids come in, especially if they were testing, they're they're like zombies. They're, their brains are fried. They're, they're tired. So what do you do as a teacher? You really can't do much. Because one, they're going to come in slow and dead tired, and then whatever lesson you planned on doing, you got to put that off at least for another day. Sometimes you may have to put it off for the next week, depending on what the testing schedule looks like. So it's tough. It's very tough, especially when you have to teach, trying to teach during the testing season. Now, I am a professional, whereas when I know I am scheduled to test, I go in, I administer the test, I do what I got to do. I let the kids know. From the very moment, hey, let's get this test started. Put those cell phones, power them off, you know, put them in your backpacks or put them in your purse, put your bags up to the front. Ladies, if you know if you got a purse with it, put over here at the table that's by my desk so that no one mess with it. And let's get started. Let's get this test going so we can finish and be done with it. But the real challenge is that though the fact that with many of these exams, these students have ninety to hundred and twenty minutes. To take these exams, and a lot of times when they take it, they fall asleep, and you some of them fall asleep before you even start the test. Like you're just reading the script, you know, going over the rules and everything, and getting them ready. They already asleep, and you're like, "Are you serious?" And you're thinking like, "Now nah, this kid is gonna go the next thirty minutes, sometimes sixty minutes, sometimes almost all the way up to the ten minute warning, sleep, and then try to all of a sudden want to knock out the test now." You may say, well, why don't you just wake the kid up? Unfortunately, rules say I can't wake that kid up. So they have whatever time they want. But the sad thing is they get some extended time, and depending on if the kid has an IEP or a 504, you know, accommodation plan, you know, they get the extended time. But the crazy thing is they sleep 90% of the time, and then all of a sudden when you say, okay, time's up, stop. Is there anyone who needs extended time? you see most of the hands go up and it's the ones who were asleep. And you're like, are you serious, yo? And then next thing you know, you're sitting there now for another 30 minutes, maybe close to another 45 minutes, and you're like, if you would have did this first, then you could have took a nap the rest of the time and it would have been done with this, you know. But testing is just so crazy, and it's just so, it just drains the energy out of you as an educator. And then the other thing that's really, I found disturbing while I was testing this time because I was testing in my room is that the kids have a log, a bathroom log, where they got to sign in, sign out what time they left the room, what time they came back into the room. And the crazy thing is these kids keep constantly asking, oh, what time is it? I'm like, yo, the clock is right there by the door. And I'm like, what has happened in elementary school? Like, do we not teach kids how to read an analog clock anymore? I mean, I get it, you know, all the kids and everybody has a cell phone that gives you the digital clock, but my goodness, can you not be able to tell time? You know, I remember the days of growing up, you know, there was no such thing as a digital clock. You had the analog clock, you had to learn how to tell time, you learn what the shorthand and the longhand meant. I mean, I even got to the point where I said to myself, if I was to tell a kid, oh, it's 20 till, or it's, it's a quarter till. Kid wouldn't even know what the hell I was talking about. And it's like, have we got to that point? This is what has happened when important classes, English and math in a sense, you're trying to teach, you can't even teach a curriculum to make them smart or give them some life skills. We're talking about something as simple as reading an analog clock, and they can't do it. And it's amazing when you got to have other kids have to shout it out to them real quick to tell them what the time is. And I remember... One of the days the kid before he came in the room, he knocked on the door and when I went to go open it, before he came in the room, one of the hallway monitors desk and laptop was right outside my door. The kid was looking at the bottom right corner of the laptop to see the time before he came in to sign. And I'm saying to myself, My God, are we not? What are we doing down in the elementary level? And then what's happening in the middle school level? That I know as a high school teacher, we put the blame down into middle school, like you're not preparing these kids for high school. And just like I'm pretty sure middle school teachers would probably do the same thing to an elementary school level. But then ultimately, it all starts at home. Parents, what are you doing to prepare your kids? You are your child's first teacher. Let's just be honest about that. But that's just some of the things I just want to talk about real quick. And that's part of the reason why my podcast, I haven't been as active as I've been, and especially if you've been a huge fan loyal fan of my podcast, which I truly appreciate, testing really just takes, it just sucks the life out of you, because it's two hours of testing, or it's that three and a half hours you're just sitting in a classroom with students, sometimes maybe not even your students, that you're just like, can can this day just end, you know, and you don't really want to do anything, and it really sucks the life out of you a little bit. I am glad that this standardized test FSA is going away, and hopefully it will benefit a lot of teachers who have core classes but can't really teach core classes the way they need to be taught, primarily because why? They have to spend most of their time preparing students for take a test. And so I'm glad that Governor Sanders has decided to move away from that. I remember back in high school there was a test called the HSCT, high school competency test, that we had to take to pass, You know, all it was was a simple verbal test and a simple math test. You passed it, you were done. That was it. And all your other passing requirements obviously was left to the teacher because we had midterms and finals where the teacher of that class made up their midterm, made up their final. The teacher could determine that, hey, this student understands the material, the content that was taught throughout the year. Therefore, they can pass and move on. That's what we need to get back to. So that's just a little a little something I just want to talk about and that's like I say that's part of the reason why I've been a little bit absent a little bit on my podcast but I'm going to be getting back to it since now our test season is going to wind down at least until in the spring. But if you've been a big fan or you like this podcast episode, please subscribe or hit that follow button on whichever podcast directory you're listening to. But I want to thank you and remember you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Ray Talks Live also follow me on Instagram at RayTalks underscore live. And if you want, you can feel free to drop me an email at RayTalksLive at gmail.com. And with that, I am out.